You didn't even ask. Two, I, that was the countdown. That was the countdown. Right. That's what that. Welcome to. Right. Right. <laughs> Welcome to class, students. <laughs> Family <laughs> feud. Looking at. Of not politically correct. What's going down? It's the homie TS, aka C Nova. You know I got you, aka Hanko Hook, aka Mexican Raiden, aka EPE, aka the Wonton Don, aka Quentin Quarantino. And you can find me on Twitter at C Nova KPZ. What's up, McCoy? It's Principal shit. McCoy? <laughs> Principal McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not uh, Lean On Me, Morgan Freeman. Um, it's your boy, Real McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What I Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone in, 07, in 07, and I promise you, it was me. It was Don't me. Boy, he tells them. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell my, my A.k.a. Son. Drug Lord with an E. AKA Drug Lord with an with E. An e. <laughs> hey, no, that's getting inserted. Pause uh, into the name. Uh, <laughs> and you can shaggy because it was me. Exactly. I was just gonna say that shit too. Okay, we on the same group today. I like this. I like this. You can find your boy. His favorite color is royal blue. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, you had a real chance to make a joke there, and you. All right, I feel it. Um, I don't. Yep. You can find your boy on Twitter at RimacoyKPZ, and you can find me on Snapchat here and there once in a while. You know what I'm talking about? Rimacoy Rebel. Cody? Hi, I'm Cody. Did you record everything? Sorry. Um, Got it. Okay. (laughs) He likes likes dogs, and he had long walks in the park and shit. (laughs) Beach. Short walks. Short walks, cool. short walks, uh, <laughs> minute uh, walks. <laughs> you should take a long walk off a short pier, mister. Who <laughs> <laughs> said mister? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> mister. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know he's mad. Right. <laughs> <His> raps. <laughs> Uh, Listen here. Real gangster at the beginning. It got real Caucasian at the end. <laughs> Mister fella, uh, <laughs> tell you what, buddy. Uh. <laughs> call me buddy pal. Right. <laughs> call me pal friend. Who you call it pal guy? Who you call it guy friend? <laughs> so that was the worst bus sound ever. McCoy. Wait, something happened when you like Walgreens was calling me and then like beat through and I don't know how because my sound is off. So Russell, say that one more time. Who are you? <clears throat> You know. Hi, I'm Cody. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> Russ the Barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Kid Universal, Ooh. aka The Progenitor, aka Ooh. School Wars Q, Ooh. aka Russ the Bus. <laughs> and then you can find me on the <laughs> chat. Yeah, 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 you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. Uh, uh, you can find me. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Why are Jews looking for you? <laughs> Jews can find me. That's what I heard. During Hanukkah. Where the money resides. Where the money resides. Hey, they're going to be right there, too. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrible. <laughs> uh, you can find me. The Chattiest of Snaps as Chattiest Snap Chattiest. And on IG as Candy Cupidity. C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Anywho, anywho, it has. Um, we are also on Facebook, just so you motherfuckers know. Um, at 
uh, on Not Politically Correct. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Just so you want to let us know, at Not Politically Correct Podcast. It's this group. You can join up that shit and stay abreast on everything that's going on. We also have a page you can like at NPC Podcast um, for numbers and, you know, whatever, fame, fortune, whatever the fuck comes along with that. Um, we are on Twitter at Not PC Podcast, which just, remi- which just reminded me, I don't think I posted this last episode on Twitter on Wednesday. I'm horrible, but it's okay, because that will get posted today. Anywho, uh, we are on SoundCloud, the podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, anything that you can listen to shit on, go ahead, search Not Politically Correct Podcast, type us in, and, you know, rate, rate us, leave a comment, listen to us, all that good shit, and that's important for some reason to be important in this world, but just do it. I promise you it'll help us out in the long run. Nike. All right. right. So, but on that note, it's time for... Sports. That was like the EDM. Kids, be sure that you can make sure to recognize a stroke just like this one. <laughs> Which arm hurts? Your left one? <laughs> and there's my time. That's been 15 minutes. My, my eyes twitching low key. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> We're just like listening while I'm waiting for him to be done while he's seizing out. <laughs> like this guy. We're texting each other in the chat. <laughs> okay, McCoy. Let's get it on. This is all recorded we too. Don't give a like, fuck, oh. fuck. We don't give a fuck. We'll get it on. The- Sorry. It was the let's get it on. I was. All right. Sports. Okay, right. so <laughs> <laughs> the NFL officially announces a 17-game regular season schedule for 2021. Whoa! Preseason. What? Well, who'd you say? Who announced the NFL? Really? They adding a game to the, it? The National Football L. Uh, the National yeah. Football L. So they're, they're reducing <laughs> preseasons from three games to two games. Or, sorry, from four games to three games. And then they're extending the regular season from 16 to 17. Oh. I don't know. How, I, mean, I don't. Is it? I don't. I'm not a fan because of it's an it's an odd number, and I don't know if that's like a sports statistical fanatic in me or, or if that's OCD. an OCD of me. <laughs> right, OCD of me. Uh, we should call this episode OCD, OCD of me. about uh, um whoever the coaches for the Bears saying that. Uh, now he's screwed because he can't <laughs> he can't keep his job always going for eight and eight. <laughs> if you're a coach for the Bears, of course you can't keep your job. Right. <laughs> um, North Carolina men's basketball coach Roy Williams is retiring after 903 career wins and 33 seasons overall. That's North a long Carolina. time. Go on and raise up. Take your shirt Take off. Take the shirt off. Put it like a helicopter. Yeah. Man, Definitely I hate that. I remember we, to listen to that song. I hate that we're so like not in tune in terms of like rhythm because of like recording apart because that would have been a perfect time for us to all, all of us, all three of us get really, you know, what I'm saying in the moment because yeah. one person started it, one person extended it, one person, yeah. I hate. That's COVID. crazy because Aaron Rodgers studied like quote no <laughs> other to crush as a Jeopardy guest host. Spigot. <laughs> Spigot. <laughs> Speaking of Cody, <laughs> Cody also crashed, or uh, Kobe. <laughs> Major League Baseball is moving the 2021 All-Star Game out of Atlanta over the Georgia voting law. So I think that's awesome because, you know. Yeah. Because 
hey man, I just want to say this real, real, a hey, real quick. Fuck you, Georgia, and not Georgia in a, in terms of the state, but fuck the politicians in that motherfucker. <laughs> the person named Georgia, Georgia, right. on my mind. Um, so they, you know, passed a couple of like voting. <laughs> Voting and on the politics, McCoy. Right. Just real quick, just real quick, because it, it involves sports, and, and so, because he, they just they're pulling out because of this, right? Um, also, shout out to them for having a good pullout game. <laughs> so they recently did some, you know, vote laws, put enacted certain laws in Georgia, which is basically, I mean, if you peel back the the outer foreskin. layer, it's really the foreskin, exactly, because they're dicks. If you peel that back, <laughs> th- then this would be basically. Voter suppression really is like a legal way to do like voter suppression, you know. No, it is. It is voter suppression. It is yeah. why that that one representative got locked up because she was trying to uh, be in on the process as she's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And they knew she would be a hindrance, so they locked her up. So yeah, no, nah, Georgia is on uh, all the bullshit. Right. And and somebody said, somebody has seen, or I seen an article or or a tweet about um, the fact that the world needs to be speaking up about what's going on in Georgia right now because that's going to make all the other red states, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, look at this as like the laying the groundwork. The same way mm-hmm. when in 2011 we ended up getting fucking what was this faggot ass name? Um, who was our uh, our Trump. governor for for no our governor oh. here for like eight years? What was it Ryan or what the who was dog? Oh, Paul Paul Ryan? No, not Paul Ryan. Who was our governor for b- before? Walker. Who? Cool. Walker. Scott Walker. Scott Walker. That faggot ass nigga. That, so Scott Walker when he started. Um, Stop Asian hate. When he started doing stop. <laughs> Is he Asian? Because I surely hate him. Looking no, at you're just tongue. saying everything else on your mind about others. You know. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying, no. What I'm shut up, Cody. What I'm saying is, when mm. he was our governor, he started like doing shit where he was like basically going at like unions and shit like that. That laid the groundwork for other states to start trying to mimic. Shit. Mm-hmm. So like when when one state that is a certain like Democrat or Republican, when one state sets the precedence, other states can follow that shit. And so he started doing shit to attack unions in other states. Other red states started kind of doing shit that would also hamper unions and things of that nature. And so now you have Georgia doing shit that's gonna be like voter suppression. And if it gets if it gets enacted and it gets carried out properly, which is looking like it, it might, this is gonna set the precedence for other red states to be like, well. That motherfucker took away your, your water and your bananas. We're taking away your seats and some other dumb shit. And if you don't do that, you're going to be, you know what I'm saying? And the truth is, yeah. in Georgia, it's hot. So if I'm standing in line to vote and motherfuckers are passing out water, that shouldn't even be an issue. That, it doesn't even make logically make sense. That should be sense. something that, that should be a necessity. I understand. Um, but it, it really all depends on the people. Like I said, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Last week. Um, okay, last week. Um <laughs> It's it's very important that the people be on one accord. Um, the, the the people who are in power, who are representing the state and the 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 um, local governments, are those people who the people have supported or neglected to use their voice uh, to keep out of office. So it's a reflection of the atmosphere in the state. So it's the people that we have to charge with. Um, making sure they go out to vote and do their due diligence to make sure those people who are in office who are going to promote um, those things in the state that need to be promoted. But Georgia is still a highly racist <laughs> place. Right. A, a, a hateful place. 
<laughs> a lot of places in the South still are running away. You know, they're known for Southern hospitality, but they're also known for extreme hate and racism, too. Right. Which is weird because Atlanta's like black Hollywood. So in the midst of, mm-hmm. in, the, in the center of all this racism in the South, you have Atlanta, which is like... <laughs> Minus the Hollywood. Right. Like, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but you have like this great like mecca for black people right in the heart of that all of that shit and it's like weird that it's going on and you I would expect to see you know T.I. or maybe he's got too much going on right now <clears throat> but I would expect to see like a T.I. or a Ludacris or a Tyler Perry someone with motherfuckers being like what the fuck you got going like you know mm-hmm. y'all have so much power in, I can't say in America, but in that state, though, they make so much of the money. Like, how, like Atlanta is the mecca right now for black people, if you ask me. And so I would just assume that they would be getting on the top, on, you know, be on on point with us being like, yeah, nah, this ain't the move. Like, bitch, I think, like, y'all got to stop or be like. I mean, Dave, Dave Chappelle said it, said it best um, when he was approached by some rather uncultured and uncivilized whites. He was like, you know, you know, Donald Trump is not fighting for you he's fighting for me i'm rich you know what i'm saying like right, exactly. <laughs> there's there's the politics side there's the ethical side <laughs> the moral, moral side i think and a lot of people who are in places of power or um extreme wealth actually err on the side that's helping them that's just how the country is set up so i mean i i get what you're saying yeah they should be because it's their people but are are they their people do they really feel that way right right uh, T.I. is an advocate for most things, but um, he's been rather quiet through this entire election year and um, even a little bit prior to that. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know what's going on. I know around around November, around like October, November, he really started to speak up against the Trump <laughs> shit. Like, so he he was he was <clears throat> excuse me he was <clears throat> he was active, but. Um, you know, with all his little his little legal scandals and shit he got going on with the potential, you know, like thirty uh rape victims or whatever the fuck him and Tiny was doing <laughs> right. with their little right. sex club and shit. Um so trapping it Right, exactly. The first rule of sex club is you cannot mention sex club looking down. They gotta uh I, I understand him pulling back because right, <laughs> right now it's not looking good for your boy. But um yeah, so I just I don't know, man. I, I just uh I applaud sports teams and, and sports leagues for kind of being a voice in, in a moment like this. Like, the same way NBA kind of uh, allowed the Black Lives Matter shit movement to last year, even though I, st- I worry because I'm like, okay, well, where is that shit going now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a year later, you know, we here we are, and, you know, I don't know if the commercials are still running like they should be and shit like that, but it's just, I don't know. I, I really, I applaud anybody that's still doing shit like this after the election year, after the fact that Trump is out, because shit is still wrong. Shit is still bad. It's not perfect, so. Yeah. Yeah, go Braves. <laughs> Sorry, Cuddy. What else no, happened in sports? Well, I was going to say, speaking of politics thing, I actually saw last night, Um, what was it? There's something like France um, is banning girls under the age of 16 to wear a hijab like those muslim headdresses thing you know, things um and that there's something like they can't be as i don't know wait a minute out at night without their moms i don't know wait, something like, like that but there's like a lot of like, Mus- yeah like there was something about like muslim 
phobia hate going on in France right now, and that's getting worse. And oh, it seems like okay. Trump got out of office here, and they're just being racist over there now. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, I thought that was really surprising coming from, like, I wasn't expecting that in France, but I don't, you know. Hmm. And that's funny because blacks throughout the 20th century have mentioned how how um, amazing France is and how good France has been to black folks from America. Well, but maybe that has something to do with like celebrity status and things of that nature. I, I really don't know, but like that's to, <clears throat> religious taking away somebody's religious like freedom like that is like. I mean, it doesn't get more. <clears throat> I, don't, I wouldn't say racist, but what's the what's the term I'm looking for? If it's religion, I guess. Um, not xenophobia, but it doesn't get more. <laughs> Horrible than this, like I don't know, like how are you gonna tell a girl, a girl she can't, or her family that she can't practice in this religion, in the proper form or the proper manner, because of what, like because of, like why are you mis- mixing, um, you know, religion and state? I mean, you like doing some shit that right now. Well, I mean, it's not America, so, but <laughs> you say America does that all the time. <laughs> but man, I don't know, man. It's just shit's. Shit's raggedy. That's like I don't know. That's a that's a lot of shit that is even the shit that's going on apparently in China where they have they have like um, detention camps and shit for people that, like Muslim people. Like that's been something that's been going on for a minute now, and um, most people aren't saying much about it. But I mean, it is China. You can't really get in there and kind of maneuver how you want. But I mean, but you got to look at the the dynamics of the, the their politics too. Um, I think China's um, communists as far as their political stance so the thoughts and the views of democrat or democracy don't really don't really fly there so it's like (laughs) you know what i'm saying they they can do basically what they want for sure um do they play basketball in china looking at oh yeah me breaking news uh dmx overdosed and is in grave condition right now wait what yeah That'd be a good bed transition to music, oh, but I also want to say, what the fuck, Le- man? Le- LeBron's Space Jam trailer came out. Um, speak of music, rip, rip, rip. Where, where are my graves at? Holy shit, Tia, did you just send this? Well, yeah. So I got the notice while you guys were talking about politics, oh, and I was like, well, I didn't want to bring this up just now because. Cody's doing politics and sports, so yeah, I slid the I slid the article over into McCoy in the text message like, "Here's breaking news for you when you want to bring it up in music." Oh, but as soon as I, I sent that over to McCoy, uh, Cody brought it up <laughs> and transitioned from Space Jam to DMX to whatever. So yeah. Oh wow, that is breaking news. Does man. LeBron be killing <laughs> people on the court and stuff? I don't know. Holy shit. Uh, well, uh... <laughs> Killing on the court, <laughs> <laughs> no, that Space Jam um, trailer does look kind of dope. I was skeptical only because I hate just the remakes of stuff. They're yeah. not remaking Space Jam; it's a continuation of it. So yeah, okay. So my my thing after watching this, and again, like I want to emphasize that I'm not, I have no right to judge a movie without seeing it. I oh, just yeah, yeah, by, yeah. based by the trailer, it's it really seems like a 
new Jumanji slash um, <laughs> Ralph kind of ripoff, where it's going into a digital realm world kind of thing. And I'm like, that's not what the old Space Jam was, but whatever. I'll still watch it, obviously. Have you watched, uh, speaking of that, have you watched the new Tom and Jerry movie? <clears throat> no. The, no. The, I it's, saw the trailer and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's actually, it's actually really good. And that's the thing. It's like, is it's, it? Yeah. It, to me, to me, to me, it's really, it's a really good movie. So, man, I wanted to watch the movie until I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, that looks whack. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really good. And I'm not even a, what the hope? Excuse me. Hold on. <clears throat> Did you say what the Hulk? Is that a thing? <laughs> so I'm not even a Hulk huge, smash, what the Hulk. <laughs> I'm not even a huge Tom and Jerry fan like that. Like I'm like, oh those cartoons where the cat chases the rat and the rat chases really? the cat. Anywho, but the movie itself though was like, okay, this is dope. And it was directed by Tim Story, who's a black director. Um he did like the Fantastic Four. Um we also did the the last Shaft movie that came out. Um and he really made it really like, you know, it was it was interesting to see because he was incorporating a lot of hip hop and and, and 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 like '90s R&B and like rap music into the into the story, and it be, it, it becomes like it had me thinking, you know, where just like um, you saying to us like you don't like the remix of things, it had me thinking like we are at a point where our shit is old school, like. The shit we grew up on is old school. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. It so <clears throat> we <clears throat> during our childhood, during the '90s, during the 2000s, they were remaking shit from the '70s. <clears throat> they were remaking shit from the '60s, in the '90s, 30 years ago. So there's gonna be remakes. There's gonna be. We just gotta get to the. <clears throat> it feels like everything's being remade, but the truth is, we did this to the generation before us. We had original ideas. There's original shit that comes out, and there's still original shit that comes out now. But we remade a bunch of shit that we grew up loving. You know what I mean? We did it again. Hell, they remade the yeah. honey. Remade the honeymoon. Doctor Doolittle. Yep, the honeymooners. When uh, when um, what's his name? Uh, Cedric joke. did that. All of the all of the Disney movies that came that come out are like old stories from years before and shit, like Tarzan and shit. Like so, it's like they've always yeah, been. Tarzan doing. was definitely a remake. All right. <clears throat> um, they've always been doing this. This type of thing, and so now, in the midst of him throwing in all that shit in the movie, where it was like he was in a tribe called Crestwood Records and Jodeci songs in in the Tom and Jerry movie, it's like, damn, this is what you would usually expect if they were making Tom and Jerry in the '90s or the 2000s. You would expect them to use like, like enduring fight scenes and shit, like really crazy shit from the '80s or some shit that might be like mad poppy from from an earlier era that that kids and everybody could get into because we've all heard certain shit or grown up around certain shit you know what i mean so it's like i thought that that was dope of him to really push that type of movie into now you know what i'm saying using using classic records from the 90s because they're classics now why would you go back to using the same type of um, records from the 80s or the 70s and shit like that we've been doing for the last 20 years now it's time to start looking at our shit as old school shit it's not really it is a remake, but not so much in the sense of God. They're taking some. They're taking something and fucking it up. It's a remake in the natural sense, uh, nat- natural order of things. If that makes any sense. So what gets me with these movies? I, I, I guess I'll check out Time and Jerry since you co-signed <laughs> it. I trust you. Um, I'm a drug lord. Who wouldn't? <laughs> 
But what's me about these remakes and stuff is that they try so hard to make it look like real life. You know, like right. Tom and Jerry is a cartoon. How come we couldn't just remain an animated movie? Why did they have to introduce real people into it like it was Sesame Street? I'd be so pissed if they did that same thing with Toy Story or any other just normally animated movie. Why bring it to the real world? Just that keep you'd it watch animated. it. I watch you'd it. Be mad at the director I, for not I, casting you as Andy. <laughs> By the time that happens, he's going to be like 45. Of course, the director's not going to cast him as Andy. Is <laughs> In Toy Story 17, Andy's all grown up. Where's my toys at, man? This is about answers at that point. <laughs> he shows uh, up to the studio. Why is this down not moving in real life? What the heck? <laughs> what do you mean CGI? What? Why is this a green blob in front of me? Yeah, by that time, Grandpa Andrew has Alzheimer's and he's imagined <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> I do not like hearing that, Tim. You say Andrew. It'll always be Andy. <laughs> Grandpa Andy. Wait, is Andy's real name Andrew? Oh my God! Speak of music. DMX died. No, Wait, whoa, 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 man! You gotta, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You can't just be just not saying that shit, man. Hey, sorry. We did kind of take over sports. I'm sorry, Cody. What else is happening in with balls around the around the world? There's probably 20 different sports or something. But I don't know. Speaking of 2020 and albums that people's favorites of, since I already said Spica Music. <laughs> Mexican music. I'm sorry. Spica music. What? Oh, snap. <laughs> um, that was horrible. Take, you should probably take no, that Don't take that out. Don't take that out. That's we should we take here. you no, out. We, to the ball game. Take me oh, out. Oh, my. Um... So, <laughs> so anywho, um, how in the world you could get mad at me for dad jokes and then you come around with this shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, so last about a year ago, the world went to shit, absolute shit. Um, the coronavirus really took off, you know, like a bat out of hell. But um, then we had the <laughs> You know, murder of George Floyd, which since which since ripples throughout the nation, and the Black Lives Matter movement and protests really picked up. Um, you know, we had a crazy election year. It was just last year was a really really crazy year. And one thing we didn't do, I guess, is I reviewed a lot of albums. I had my good albums. I had my bad albums. One thing we never did though was talk about our favorite album from that year. And so, I figured it'd be a good time to go back and discuss what was the album that kind of got you through that raggedy-ass year. What was your, quote-unquote, I call it, the Corona album? Wait, that's different from what you asked on the it, group chat. You said, what was our favorite album of 2020? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, maybe being dramatic, yes, but that's pretty much the same thing. So... <laughs> Thank you for ruining my impeccable uh, layout. Thank there. you for ruining my sports segment with the politics. I, I feel it. Kidding. I feel it. It was actually you started it, Cody. Oh, I know, but that's not the point. You told me DMX died in sports. So yeah, the ring go upwards. 
Cody, you can start. What was your favorite album of 2020 and why? Damn it, why did I start talking? Yep, exactly. Okay, um, Spiggy, Spiggy. Albums. Ha, huh, frog it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. Oh. Right, yeah, I, anyway. say, yikes. <laughs> I was thinking Frogger. That's yikes. Come on, future Cody. You got some editing to do. Don't fuck up. Um, <laughs> he's going to fuck it up. Well, he definitely um, Go bitch. Go bitch. Um... I was thinking about it last night quick, and I immediately thought Man in the Moon 2, and then I was like, shoot, uh, sorry, 3. Um, then I was like, shoot, uh, Music to be Murdered by was, uh, January. came out that year too, yep. and Side B. Yeah, yeah. So those are both good too, but I'm going to say that's a close second, and Man in the Moon 3, number one for me. So Man in the Moon 3 is the best album from last year? It, n- not like... Best okay, I guess you can't say best. I don't know, but it's right, my it's favorite. You, yeah, right. There's a difference between best and my favorite. Punk you, shut up, Corey. I'm doing. I'm trying to. <laughs> niggas are trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. Hey, bro, how far your ass? Right. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out. So, go what is your go so, best? That uh, no. So, so what is your that's that's your favorite album of last year? Yes. Now, can I act? Damn, Russell shit. Damn, can I, I took over sports. He took yes. over music. I feel it. So, can I ask? Can I ask why? No, you can't. I cannot. Okay, cool. Uh, Russell. <laughs> Russell. What is? Oh my. All right. I ain't never it's talking so... through sports no more, bro. This shit bullshit. <laughs> That's a lie. The so way bro. Russell just defended you was like that one old lady black mom hand right. holding right. the back in the passenger seat. Thinking that her is going to protect when they uh, get into a car. Everything's going to be okay, sweetie. Right. <laughs> Protected the fuck out of That was a vibranium level <laughs> The vibranium person away. <laughs> Damn, that was dope. I remembered all those. You all right, white boy. <laughs> if that was a person, hit that. Right. Um, so I got a two fighter part. Uh, two part. Two fighter. Street uh, Also, um, because the first album was a short album. Okay. Um, like five tracks. So I'm like, is that really an album? Uh, it technically is, but um, so the first one is House um, by Lupe Fiasco and uh, Not Kevin Owens. Okay. Um, and by to me, Finn that's who? like the um, by uh, Lupe and um, Kayla Ellis. That was an album last year. Yeah, it, yeah, was like it came the, out in July. Yeah, it was like three. It was like four songs, right? Four or five songs. All right. House. All right. It was five songs. Um, and, like, that. Yeah, sonically it was dope, yo. Um, and even the lyrics, like you know, it's Lupe, me yeah. and Lupe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like that's like my favorite <laughs> this year. But it's like half album, so I'm like, all right, let me figure out. This is my favorite EP. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my favorite after that, um, it's kind of a tie between um, Denzel Curry and uh. Um, Buster Rhymes, because um, okay. oh, the level event really brought back a lot of nostalgic vibes for me, oh, where I listened to it over and over and over again. Like, of course, I skipped like the first track because it's so heavy, but um, 
the, the the rest of the album was really like like I said, it was just it just brought back so many memories and made me want to continue listening to it. Um, I listened to it a lot, like driving around and stuff like that. Um, when I wasn't listening to that, then I was listening to mostly Denzel's album because um, I still thought it was super dope. Um, just to my man behind it, and everything like that. Um, so yeah, those are <laughs> my favorites of this year. Okay, that's that's dope. I- let me ask you, um, with the Denzel, I know we did a re- review on here of that one. Was that one that I put you on to? Unlocked. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Dude, I'm, I've been listening to that almost every week, too. Man. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm so happy that that... Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I fuck with that. Um, yeah, he actually made me go look at his, uh, his, uh, all his other stuff, too. So, yeah. So, I yeah, sent he McCoy um, yeah. a couple weeks ago that I found uh, Denzel has an album called Unlocked, I think the 1.5 or 2.5 or whatever, and it's like all different. His verses, I think, are different, and he's got features on there. Yeah. Oh, man. I still haven't, I still have not listened to it, but, um, oh, Sainsies. I want to go back and, uh, give it a, give it a listen. And, 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 and I think it's cool because Russell's bringing this album back up and now you had just sent me a couple, like two weeks ago, you know, the 1.5 edition. And I just, uh, man, it makes me, makes me want to get back into Denzel heavy. Um, so I, I, I really uh, recommend House though, because uh, that dinosaur strike. Yeah, I was just going to say the dinosaur joint, bro. <laughs> that, that she was going stupid. <laughs> that shit. It Danny reminded me of, and I know this is like the pinnacle song for a lot of Lupe fans, like Mural. Um, it had some elements of that, like how he just continues the story, like continues building on things. Mm-hmm. I just love mm-hmm. that motherfucker is so just bravo to Lupe Fiasco for his ability, his, his, his lyrical ability. I, I was. Watching real quick, I was watching uh Drink Champs on YouTube about a week ago, and Nas, you know, they were asking him a bunch of questions. This it was now this Drink Champs interview is about six months, six or seven months old. It came out, um, like right after he released his album, um, King's mm-hmm. Disease, so it came out like September. And um, he was they were just asking him all, all these different questions, you know, and then he said, <clears throat> They said, Okay, so you're like people always said, like, you're the next evolution of rocking like you there's rock him and then like you are the person that's most similar to rock him like you're in terms of that lineage of that tree he's mm-hmm. you sound most like him he passed the torch to you type of thing who do you say sounds most like you, or who reminds you you know most of you and he thought for a second mm-hmm. he said i would say lupe fiasco and i just that's thought this, i just thought that it was so dope and i think first of all lupe's better than him as an mc i i, I mean let's just <laughs> let's just let's, i love listen man i love you Nas. i love it i i love the shit he do but uh we're not gonna we're not gonna do that uh i just um hey don't disrespect the queen of new york like that no i'm not talking about little kim what are you talking about man shit, relax 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 yeah. relax relax um i uh I just when he said that, I, it's funny. I found it funny because I'm like, to me, and like in my ear as a as a hip hop head, Kendrick Lamar sounds like the most the most Nas, most Nas? To, yeah. to me of anybody of the last ten years, ten fifteen years. He sounds yeah. so much like Nas, and I don't understand why he, people don't bring this up. He really is our generation's Nas in terms of appeal, in terms of how he Nas sold Nas sold records. And Kendrick sold records, but they weren't Nas didn't sell like Eminem. I'm not gonna even say Jay Z because there's a misconception really that Jay Z sold a lot of records. Jay Z was consistently mm. platinum, but he didn't really sell more than two or three platinums. He was never the big dog sales while he was just consistent. So, but but Nas in his era he wasn't like 
Biggie. Something like Big Biggie was, you know, re- ready to die and um, you know, um Life of the Death. Those were selling millions upon millions upon millions. You know. He was Speaking of DMX. So like Kendrick oh Kendrick is um <laughs> also yeah, also DMX. Also DMX. DMX first two albums like boom. Have, like, you, have you heard uh, all logic stuff or no? I have not heard all of Logic stuff. I've heard Logic certain albums and cuts so, here and there. So I'm, after listening to all of it, like there's some stuff that reminds me like this is sounds like he was listening to Section 80 a lot. This sounds like Good Kid, Med City a lot. Um, this sounds he's got a song that he samples um, a Nas song and he sounds like Logic or like a Nas in there. Um, the uh, um, what's it called? I don't know, whatever. But yeah, it's you can tell influences. And th- did you listen to that Wu Tang song that I sent you of him? Hell no. <laughs> Low key, Cody. Uh, just on some side note, shit. Cody's been sending me some some good fire shit to get into, and I haven't really been like I. Well, how do you know it's fire if you haven't listened to it? <laughs> no, because I because I trust you. I I trust that I've trained you well in the in the in the, in the world of hip hop grasshopper. So I know that you're not sending me no bull. You wouldn't send me no shit and be like, hey. This little B is awesome, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't... I don't think you'd fuck with me like that. Um, because I would leg, leg sweep you when I see you again. Um, but, so, I just think it's... I just I always think... I always hear Loop or, 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 or Kendrick, and I think West Coast Nas. That's all I ever think about. I hear... Like, the way they storytell, the way they, they call it the looking out the window shit, where they, like, they might not been... They were around it, but they were... Good kids in the Mad City, but like they were watching the shit go on and they're like recording this and like I was there when these niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't directly happening to them, but they were in the midst of the jungle and shit like that. And I just, he, I don't know. Lupe says Nas is his favorite, or Nas is the person that he studied most, you know. And so I can see why Nas would say that, but I don't think, Lu- I think Lupe is a different type of MC Lupe is really man I don't know man he really left field compared to Nas I think if he is Nas he's Nas like 10.0 like he's not like you know what I mean so I always I just find it funny because I always find Kendrick to be more the most Nas-esque of the last 10-15 years so that's neither here nor there because we were talking about favorite album 2020 so in that year T.S. what was your favorite album what was your favorite not the best because I I realized it's two different things sorry Russell (laughs) Little nigga, fuck is you talking about? Vibranium to protection too, man. Man, we just continued over like shit. This is my family. Um, My favorite album of 2020 has to be Heaven or Hell, Don Tyler. Let's top that shit. Why there we go? Yeah, I I listened to that album almost daily since it dropped in March. And I was not a Don Tolliver fan initially. I wasn't I just wasn't interested in him. But then just giving him a more of a chance to listen to him again, he just had that that right vibe for you're trying he's like the perfect um pre party music. Pre-game, he, uh, pre-game music. Yeah, that's why I don't like them because I don't like parties. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like if 
you're not in the mood to party, but you know you're about to go do that, you throw on some Don Tolliver, and he's smooth enough to transition you into party mode, and at the same time, it's kind of party music, so it, it's a great mix. His voice is dope. I mean, that album, front to back, no bad songs on it to me. It's my favorite album, 2020. Man, this is a really and then, oh, second. I would say second and third. Second would probably be music to be murdered by side A. Side B was okay, but side A had more, I feel like, catchy songs to me. I appreciated side A more. I like side B. Side B was more rap heavy, like you could hear. He actually wanted to show he had bars where side A was seemed like a Eminem show too. Honestly, it was more commercial to me. So, I don't know. I like the music to be murdered by side A. And then in thir third place would be the Ty Dolla Sign album. Oh, man. Damn. Down, down, down. Third place, Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign. Man, I really gotta go smells back. Smells like bitch in here. <laughs> Why? Damn, Cody. I'm sorry. I, excuse me. It was a sneeze. <laughs> it smells like bitch in here. <laughs> That's how you feel. Damn, uh, Russell, what was the protection for TS right then? Shit. Yeah. I feel, I feel I'm like all it. right, white boy. No. <laughs> it's all right. I got me. <laughs> it was a lot. I had to, I had to process it. It was a lot. He was like, smells like. What the boss has smell like? your lights on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, I, in, in, in thinking about this um, album, uh, favorite album of 2020, right? I thought about this a lot last night um, when I was thinking about, you know, this this topic in general, okay? And we all know of, of all the shit that I reviewed, there's only been 110 um, reasons, a New Beginnings album. Really hard, really hard album. I still, I still, I played that album last night. Um, and then I thought about, you know, the feeling Still to this day, and I haven't I haven't played this album in about probably like two months. I haven't played. I don't think I played this album honestly since maybe even longer than that. Since like right before New Year's, so like November, December maybe. Um, a written testimony by hmm. J Electronica. I, I, I that album, whew, that like album like warms my. Heart. I don't know what the fuck. Like I'm not. I said this when I reviewed it. In March, news first. I just <laughs> don't know what it is. I'm not religious. I don't believe in any god or any deity. Um, Says the drug lord. Except myself. Me. Except myself. A gram. I do something about that album though, and it, it's the little drops of the fruit of Islam type shit, and the you know the the you know Islamic kind of like undertones in that album. Something about listening to that album really warms my heart, man. I almost became Muslim. I don't know. Something like that's cancerous. Something like I'm cancerous. So if you this, you wouldn't want to answer this. You brought me back with a battle rap. You for cannabis. So I want to say my favorite album of 2020, right? Mm -hmm. Is a written testimony. I think of, of of albums that came out in 2020, that's the one that still makes me feel like full inside like it, it like my soul be like uh like yes yes i don't know what that 
I ain't never had. I've had albums. I've really away with words. That I've had albums that I've like really fucked with throughout my entire you know thirty one years on this planet. I've had albums that like have been my shit like Marshmallows LP and Dr. Dre two thousand one and shit like that. But that album, like something about the the feelings that it gives me is it transcends a lot of shit that I, other shit I listen to. And when I come back to it, I'm like, oh, I'm purified. You know what I mean? So that's my favorite album that came out in twenty twenty. Now, of course, Reason is up there. I would say he's probably a close second. Another album that one, that I actually fucked with, I maybe put um, third or fourth. So, so these <clears throat> albums are tied. And I actually rated them the same ranking. These albums are tied. Uh, Nas's uh, King Disease and Jack Harlow's uh, album. That's what they all say. I, those two albums I often come back to. I often come back to, and I'll play, and they're just long enough where you can. It doesn't have to take up your whole day or whatever, and you just get that that burst of like Nas or that burst of like Jack Harlow, and then you can move on, or you can, you know just keep these playing albums. So I think those are the same level on uh, for like number three. I would say it's uh, a written testimony. Number one, number two is Reasons album, and then number three are is tied between. Um, King's Disease and Jack Harlow because those are just good, good rap albums. Uh, you you had Nas doing what what Nas does best, you know, kicking shit to Except you. Except not Nas enough. <laughs> oh my lord! I just again <laughs> oh, again he oh only got God. the he only got he only got the nine pause because he didn't. Is he your xenophobia? No, it he just <laughs> didn't. There was too much. Trying to be young nigga shit going on, and I I've had this um conversation with other people like on the internet and Twitter and shit like that, like other hip hop heads, and they were like, Busta Rhymes out, Busta Rhymes did what he was supposed to do in 2020. Nas, <clears throat> he got the Grammy and shit for that, but they were like, something about this album was him trying to keep up with the young young folks, and Busta Rhymes didn't do that. Busta Rhymes did Busta Rhymes in 2020. So after debating about this for a minute, I realized he's right though. Nas did Nas well on King's Disease, and I'm glad he got that Grammy finally and all that good shit, but that what Nas was doing, using certain new nigga slang and talking about new nigga shit and trying to do songs with like Lil Durk and shit, that shit was unnecessary. It was really (laughs) unnecessary. That's enough. So, um, I love the the album. I love the album, but I think it was still still one of my favorites because it's one that I listen to often. Now, with that being said, there is <laughs> what I realized in 2020 that of all those albums that I've played and that have like been um, instrumental in my, you know, good mental health and shit in um, 2020, right? I think my favorite album from 2020 was not from 2020. Well, then you but, can't say it. Yeah, that... <laughs> Listen, man, I was already going to make fun of you because you're like, well, I need a favorite album, and here's my top 50 No, list. no, 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 no. This is not... No, no, no. I'm not... I, so I'm not saying that I'm going to do like 1974, Black Exploitation. <laughs> Bell Bottoms. Um, Fishbowl Shoes, oh, head ass. So I'm not saying that... 
this is my favorite album of all time. But I will say, I think the album that I probably listened to most in 2020 or came back to most was actually... Oh, <laughs> Benny the Butcher. No. You motherfucker. No, 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 no. It was actually... <laughs> It was it was Nas. It was Nas. But it was Nas's Steelmatic. I listened to that album and Godson. I listened I really so 2020 I had a, a a huge Nas binge starting the week of the 4th of July, right? So I had a huge Nas binge in which I started to like just listen to Nas and play video games and listen to Nas and play video games. And I went through all his entire catalog over from July through December. Like crazy, like crazy amounts of time. Last week I was doing laundry and listening to Illmatic. See, I was was doing that, doing a lot of washing dishes, just listening to, you know what I'm saying, like Nostradamus and... Like fucking making smoothies and listening to fucking I am and like driving around the city, okay. you know, purchasing illegal substances, just bumping knives. Like I would pull up on niggas, like, damn, you listening to this old ass knife? Yes, bitch, please give me my stuff so I can go. It's like, <laughs> I, like, um, so I would say my the album that I listened to the most was probably either Still Matic or Godson by Nas. I spent more time with those albums last year than anything else. And I think. It's critical for me to call that my favorite album of 2020 because it's okay to be wrong. That is, <laughs> those are the albums that got me through shit. Those are the albums where like, when shit was rough and I was like, huh, I don't know what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I was already going back to Nas, but it was the week of the Fourth of July. I was like, I want to hear all this shit again. So, through the start of COVID, I was like listening to Steel Man, you know, just doing my usual Nas thing. How I always come back to Nas because I like that like nigga music. And I would say it was those two albums. Um, you say you like that nigga music though. <laughs> yeah, like, like. So I kept, I kept already coming back to it. So like, those two albums, when I was worried or when I was just in a needed to like get clear my mind or get in the zone, it was Stillmatic and Godson. Those two albums by Nas. That's what I kept coming back to. So those are literally my best 2020 albums because no other album got the rotation as those albums got. And there you go. That is. Well, why are you going last? Just to make us change our answers, and they're like, "No, you guys can't do that." But that's right. the question. Doesn't that's matter. not the criteria you gave us. You know. You know what, Russell? Fuck you, man. Nah. Um. So. <laughs> oh, revert back to that meme that I posted this morning about you, McCoy. <laughs> you posted a meme about me. Oh yeah, yeah. it's perfect. It just relates exactly to what happened just now. <laughs> Because I finally found it after all these years. What's it about scroll, me being a drug scroll of tru- The scroll of truth. And it says, you are the source of all your problems. And then you throw it and say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Fuck you, Accurate. Cody. Nah. Yeah, see? <laughs> Another scroll of truth. Right. I feel it. McCoy, what would you say was the worst album that you listened to, reviewed, or whatever of 2020? In 2020 or of 2020? <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, came out in 2019. I listened to. <laughs> they came out. They came out in 2020. Nah. Um. Ooh, I'd okay, say. Yeah, we'll we'll go McCoy criteria first. 
So they came out in 2020, and then the worst album that you just listened to in 2020 that didn't have to be made in 2020, but you just happened to stumble upon it. Okay, uh, worst album that came out in 2020 for me, Playboy Cardi. Um, I it had it had some like pretty like hey, this is kind of cool like moments, but it actually was overall just shitty, shitty, shitty. That is shitty beef. It was not a good experience, bro. Like, and I as a nigga that. Like the bounce in his music, I really wanted it to be something else, but that shit was Meg. It was like hands down, like shit was. That was, I don't know. That was like horrible. Um, Playboy Cardi. So he released the album last year and this year. No, that album I reviewed this year came out on Christmas. So technically, it came out in December. Oh, I see. Yeah. Damn, that album was worse than Benny the Butcher. Okay, I feel it. <laughs> yeah, it was for sure worse than Benny the Butcher. Like I like I get it. You guys hate Benny the Butcher. I he's not a bad MC. He's just not the pinnacle. He can't rap. He's just oh god. So I sent to you something on Instagram today, and it said that um, let's see, Benny the Butcher doing like rehab recovery stuff because someone shot him, and I said he got shot because his elbow was that bad. He got butched. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> he's better. He's better. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this shit. <laughs> Damn. Give me back my $16 or whatever. Give me back my $16. Yeah. I only bought one song. Give me back my next <laughs> Amazon. Let him. Fuck this bitch retarded. Wasting my money on Jamster for this. Oh, <laughs> um, so I, I would, y'all, y'all irritating, bro. I, I would say that is the um, worst album to come out of 2020. Uh, where's the album I listened to that made me like, what the, why the fuck was I listening to this shit? Um, hmm. <laughs> Motherfuckers gonna hate me for this, but I'm gonna say what, I'm gonna say what's on my heart. Okay, alright. <laughs> Motherfuckers gonna eat me for this, bro. Okay. okay. Um, oh. Right, pause. Um, so I went back. You know, you, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know your boy. Uh, I've I've been the, I've been the, I've been not. I'm not gonna say I'm anti Biggie Smalls, but I would say I would say I'm not I'm not sold on him being a legend. Right. He still has time to develop and grow as an artist. Right. right, right. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty big when he died. So I don't know about develop or grow, but ha, badass. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I I uh I gotta tell you, man. I don't like re- Ready to Die. Okay. I gotta t- I gotta tell you, man. I went and I did and I purposely went back um in the last year to try to get like in November, December. I was doing. You know what's crazy? I was doing a lot of Molly in November, like a lot. <laughs> and I figured it was a good time to like try to like like. That is crazy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm in tune, you know. Let me, let me, let me, let me fuck with dolls. See, see, you know, see how shit really rocking. And I would listen, and I would turn it off. I would like have a moment. I was like, let me hear this song. Nope. Then I'd be on my lunch break and shit. And I would on my lunch break because I work from home. I just go in the living room and I turn on hip hop for thirty minutes and you know eat my little food or whatever. And I always turn on, you know, usually turn ninety percent of the time turn on Nas. And I was like, one day I was like, man, let me fuck around and you know turn on this big. I kept trying to go back to Reasonable Doubt. And then one day I just like played it all. I, it was a weekend day. I just played it all the way through, man. And I was just like, "It's okay. It's okay." The fact that it gets this, it gets whole. So out of like, ten, 
out of, like I don't I don't know I don't know if I'm, what I'm gonna rate it out of ten. I'm gonna tell you this though, the fact that it gets this overwhelmingly like stamp of like classic is like, bro, do you know the shit that came out in '94, including Nilmatic? Like, do you know the shit that was out around that time? Like, it gets so much praise, and I'm like, it's mad. Really style? It's mad. Oh, <laughs> Big Willie style. That was '97. <laughs> that was '97, but that's a good joke still. Um, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but I gotta correct you. There. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. That like, I would. Uh, that was the album that was most. I'm gonna say it's necessarily the worst that I listened to, but it was the most disappointing because I kept trying to go back to it. Like, what the fuck? You know, I was trying to get a nigga a chance. I'm like, what the fuck is it that other people seeing and I'm not seeing? And that was the one where I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't get the hype. Life after death, the second album, and that that had some cuts on it. That had some shit I fuck with. Um. Play a hater, uh, notorious thug, Scott's Lemon. Like, it's a lot of good shit on that. So, is it just Biggie in general? Because, like, we said an album and you gave him his whole discography, too. I mean, he only had two albums. So, I mean, like, I, I would say that, I would say Ready to Die is the album that I was most disappointed in because I went back trying to get the get the feel and it just wasn't there for me. So, thank you, TS. No problem. For me, Aside from around. Yeah, sure, why not? We're in the yeah. music section, right? I'm a pass. What album is that? You come back. <laughs> right, exactly. What's your what's your least favorite album, Cody? Uh well speaking of politics. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of sports. All right. <laughs> Turn the, the Pokemon soundtrack to this video game I've been playing is boss. <laughs> oh no, they be they be uh they be fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank even, you. I ain't even hold you. <laughs> I ain't even hold you. Fire, bro. <laughs> I go like max speed mode at work when I listen to this. So. Um, I think the two albums that I cared the least for was definitely Benny the Butcher because Dog can't rap. He might be able to rate, but he can't rap, Whoa. and that was proven. That was proven when you McCoy would recite his lyrics and it was like oh damn he said it if he would have said it like this it would have been on beat and it would have been dope oh boy but he didn't some fool ass dude let him go and record this shit and release it and call it an album it was trash it was it was music to be murdered by really it that's shit that you would kill somebody to and they would die slowly listening to that that bullshit that it was a horrible album (laughs) He's a horrible artist. He needs to work on his craft. Or maybe he was just going through a bad thing during that album. It was it was shit. Stick to his day job. Yeah, I'm get a day job. <laughs> and then uh, the other album that I didn't really care for, I just couldn't get into it, was the Mike Posner, A Real Good Kid. Okay, okay. Oh, I don't know why you brought this up. We could have stayed with Best Album of 2020, <laughs> but I just don't like you, man. <laughs> Cody, dog. Oh, man. Mike Posner's uh, climbing Mount Everest, um, and he's raising money to uh, donate to a uh, something like a in Detroit this judicial law thing. I don't know. His dad was a an attorney for the legal system of some sort or another. I don't know. Hey, you'd have to ask him. But <laughs> speaking of people who make good music. Funny that uh, Mike Posner's climbing Mount Everest because for for uh, 
charity and shit because another white guy already did that. Justin Timberlake beat him. It's too late, Mike. Wait, it's too well, late. I don't think it's competition. That's why he's too late. It's a competition. Right? It's too late, Mike. But I did uh, Timberlake really climb Mount Everest? Yeah, that's that's the one in Africa, right? Um, I believe so. Yeah, no, it was uh, Lupe, Justin Timberlake, and somebody else climbed it in like 07. What? Yeah, it was like on some charity shit. Yeah, no bullshit. Huh. Yeah, I have to look it up, but um, I just want to make a joke about Posner, even though I fuck with his. I fucked with his album Heavy too. Not not that one, but the other one. Fuck with yeah, that. Operation Wake Up. Yeah, fuck with that heavy. Yeah, that was dope. That was a dope album. He did a good job there. He did a good ass job. He did a good ass. Russell, what's your? <laughs> I don't see anything about Mount Everest and Justin Timberlake, but go on. <laughs> Kilim- was it 1997 was it Kilimanjaro 97 what are you talking about 97 Big Willie style <laughs> <laughs> Russell what's the worst album you heard last year it's a couple of them <laughs> um, Mount Everest is in Asia go on Trippy Red Play Barcardi Ben the Butcher Jasmine Sullivan. Um, oh shit, Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, I was very disappointed in her album. I, she should have did a, a, a lot more. Like a five for her is like terrible in my in my eyes because she has so much much more okay. um, potential and, and, and capability. So I was I was very disappointed in that album, um, which is funny because I actually like the Tory Lanez album over hers. Not the lyrics, but just the music. Um, I just feel like there was like a lot of stuff that she could have did a lot different. So yeah, I think it was those, just those that I can remember. Damn. Okay. Okay. Damn, the Tory Lanez album over the uh, hotels. That's crazy. Yeah. Hotels. <laughs> That's so funny. She called it. That. That's crazy. That's crazy. That shit crazy. That shit crazy. That shit crazy. Um, well, on that note, speaking of disappointing things, <laughs> politics, Russell, I'm sure he's going to, he's going to tell us how much you motherfuckers get on his nerve. So now it's time for Russell Prosity. Russell Prosity. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Look at that. Alright, so first things first, uh, let's get this shout out of the way. I'm gonna keep uh, singing. Because <laughs> I feel like the song can continue. Like, <laughs> that boy's so wide, but he's alright. <laughs> 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 Don't forget the T. That's from Asia, me. <laughs> okay, shout so, out. Shout to, out. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to HCO Athletics, where their motto is to be more than a clothing brand. They aim to be a movement to help individuals overcome the obstacles they face in their day-to-day lives. 
on this. Yeah, no, it sounds like they're paying matter. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a shout out. Uh, Where their motto is, <laughs> I'm not here, be good. Uh, they sell all matter of clothing for workout and casual wear. So check them out on Facebook at H2O Athletics. That's H2O A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S. Or at the website www.h2o-athletics.com, and that's H2O Athletics, um, casual and workout gear uh, for those who are uh, really trying to push their goals as summer is approaching. All right. H2O Athletics, where water here is not the only thing that's wet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now let's talk about He's like, you're right, so, Cody. I do hate the company. <laughs> what I was originally writing is um, I wanted to kind of get through all three of these things, but um, after writing just just the first part, it seemed like there was so much content that um, this probably will be a multi-part uh, series that we'll go over. Um, but Cody gave me the suggestion regarding a topic he's personally invested in, which goes right along with what I wanted to talk about in the first place. Um, and those things, um, he sent me a couple of videos and kind of led me on an internet journey. Um, uh, one of them being getting defensive, taking things personally, and also we're going to talk about effective communication. Um, now, of course, I want to put this disclaimer out here that I'm not saying Cody does or doesn't do any of these things. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that these are just very real hum human things to deal with. Um, that many of us either are dealing with, have dealt with, or maybe we'll deal with in the future. Um, hopefully not, but it is kind of um, a normal thing for humans to kind of get into a habit of being defensive about things, taking things personal. Um, and then, of course, we want to be um, effective communicators. All right. So first, let's get a few things down about um, each of these contexts. Of course, we're going to, uh, our concept, excuse me, um, like I said, we're going to go by uh, one by one. Um, and see how far we get. Um, so I want to talk about, you know, and discuss how we have encountered these things or how we've been a perpetrator of them or, or you know, um, those type of things. So let's start with getting defensive first. Uh, and immediately you get kind of the definition in the word, getting defensive. Um, it's usually shown by someone defending themselves or feeling like they have to defend themselves commonly when there isn't a, a need to really. Um, an example for me would be um, the all men or all women comments that we've probably seen on Facebook and other social media, um, specifically the all men are trash movement type things. Um, now, those used to really bother me um, when they first came out because, you know, me being a person who tries to look at things logically, I used to really struggle with the, the wording, like all men are trash and like, you know, you have... Um, these women who have children, who have brothers, who have fathers, who have uncles, all these type of men in their lives, and them um, being a part of this movement really kind of raised some some issues for me. Like, so you're saying, you know, all those people that you hold dear that you love are trash. And I was even dating a a, a woman at the time who was saying, you know, all men are trash. So she had a, a young son, and I'm like, so you're saying that he's trash when he can't even, you know form Read. these type of like one or two and i'm like so he's trash already like doesn't that like reflect on you as a mother 
You know what I'm saying? Right. And we would have these 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 debates about it, and we just couldn't see eye to eye because I was trying to come from a logical standpoint, and she was coming from a more experienced type of standpoint, but she was making it a generalized thing. And so that really um, saw me getting defensive and even online trying to defend, like, yo, you got to stop saying this because such, 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 when honestly there was nothing for me to be defensive about. Um, they have their own ideas as to far as why all men are trash. And, you know, that's fine. That's what you can believe. Um, if it doesn't affect me, I don't have to to um, engage. I don't have to uh, be the devil's advocate here um, for um, for any reason, because I can just let it fly because that's how you feel. And I understand that's coming from your experience. And I can pull away from that because it doesn't res- it doesn't have to resonate with me. Okay. And that's a hard thing to do. That's a very difficult thing to do, especially when you're trying to be like what you need to see and da da da. <laughs> right. Yep. I've been, and that's crazy because I've been there with the whole like I had to pull myself back too. Man, you sometimes the internet is just a scary place, man. You gotta and not because I've prided myself on not taking too much shit seriously from the internet, and then you go you do get these moments where certain shit is said. You go down a rabbit hole. You like, damn. This motherfucker mm-hmm. said all men are trash. Like, like you start get, you do get defensive, but you know, it is a very general statement where it, it's kind of like motherfuckers have said, well, if it don't apply to you, then you shouldn't be mad. And it's like, okay, well, that's kind of where I'm at with it right now, because like, then don't say all, right? You know, <laughs> you logically you shouldn't say all. Log- logically, you shouldn't say all. But I think the generalized state, you know, right? And and, and I mean, it it, it goes for the saying um, with, you know, the all lives matter thing yeah. and those type of things where you use that all, in, you know, the, the word all to encompass everything, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean every single one. Um, yeah. But some men are trash or certain men are trash is not as easily sellable and marketable as all men are. Yeah, right. And that's the same thing with being like all women are garbage, you know what I'm saying? Niggas be mm-hmm. doing that to, and I'd and I be like, damn, well, you know, same black uh, men don't cheat. I mean, that's a true <laughs> statement, though. I don't. I, don't okay. know I have no idea you're talking about, Cody. I just. Uh, what yeah. is it, Kevin Hart? Okay. Also, all women have intuition, so that's. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> just can it we might, just? No, they have intuition. It may not be the proper intuition. It might see yes, voice. I'm reading it like all women have intuition. <laughs> exactly, because that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. I know he put the fingers up too. Right, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the arm bridge and shit. Like, so, you're not about to walk across this motherfucker with that goddamn logic. Take the shit down. So, one thing too that I, uh, I've learned even from the therapy part is uh, there's your, I think it's called the polyvagal system and your vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's basically differentiating your state of mind when you're emotional and your state of mind when you're calm, when you're actually thinking rationally. Um, so if we take in like uh, the all matter trash thing and McCoy's getting all upset and up in arms and it's like, okay, you're not thinking rationally. You're really not because you're being emotional right now, but it's the, what is it? They're, you know, taking big deep breaths, like five of them or so to help regulate your emotions and um, till you're calm and thinking rationally, then you're like, well, I have no reason to get mad because I know I'm not trash and they're not, you know, making a true statement or, you know, right. et cetera. Right. right. And that brings me to kind of like the first instance or the first um, 
I guess, tenant, um, for lack of a better word, of getting defensive, is being invested in, in what is said or done, whether it be contrary or not to what we think, believe, or feel. Um, now, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't be invested in things that are important to you or that you believe in and hold dear. Um, this is simply saying that allowing that investment to trigger a need to defend yourself is what can cause the, that, that trouble or that, that, that miscommunication or, or anything. Um, and it goes along with the second part of being defensive, which I've, I've read about is regarding having the need to be right. Um, when you think, feel, and know you're right, you will often not communicate properly because you're constantly thinking of ways to either respond, to re, uh, to rebuttal, or ways in which the other person are wrong, or, or different things, and, and these can in, in, increase your emotional state to um, different levels. So it can be in a positive way where you're 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 over eager to share, or it can be in a negative way to where you're getting angry and you're shutting down and putting up those defenses um, instead of being conducive to the conversation at hand. Um, you're being in your head and not being present. There's that term again um, in the moment, and you will miss what the person is saying and misunderstanding their point, um, because it doesn't mean that you have to agree with their point, um, but being in the conversation, you do have to give them their time to speak, and that's something that we don't readily do, especially when we get defensive um, or we're getting to the point where we're trying to get our words in, uh, you, know, you know what I mean, instead of just listening to, taking in information and trying to see what they're coming from. Um, lacking that fair-minded approach um, can definitely bolster the chance of us being defensive or holding fast to our argument instead of coming to understand where that person is coming from. Yeah, and I think a lot of time too, it's like when we start getting defensive, we stop listening and then just mm -hmm. hear, but we're able to stop listening and hearing all together and just stay stuck on what we're mad at that the person right. said. Right, right. So there's another. I, was say, I don't know if it was uh, one of the videos I sent you to where I heard it was like um, a lot of times there's people say something like, uh, say, you know, I got a haircut and someone says like, oh, your hair is really short and I'm getting defensive about that. What they said mm -hmm. is factual, you know, so right. why am I getting defensive about that? No, it's not. What are you talking about? It's like, but it's true. And you're just arguing about the truth right. and that doesn't make sense. Right. And And why does that have to be? Something that makes you defensive. Um, you know, is it short? Did you? Is it shorter than you wanted it to be? And maybe that's why you're getting defensive because you feel it might look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think people get defensive when they're um, when they're passionate about something. Yeah. Why else would one be defensive? Uh, I, as far as the internet people go, I find myself not being defensive with them because nobody's online to learn anything from anybody. <laughs> everybody's there just to post an opinion and whatever they said is just what they said. Right. You're not going to change anybody's mind about anything on the internet. I don't think any sane person has been able to do that. And I don't think it's the same people that are posting stuff like all, all women suck or all men are horrible and blah. No sane person's doing that. So you're never arguing or sharing opinions with the same person at that point. You're sharing right. some, something with somebody who is emotionally invested in something that they truly believe, and they're going to fight you tooth and nail all day long because they're not listening to you. On the yeah. other hand, in regular everyday conversation between us or whatever, um, like uh, McCoy might be...
defensive about his love for Jay Electronica's album or Jay Z's throwaway album, however you want to say it. <laughs> and he has a right to do that <laughs> because he's passionate about that album. It means a lot to him. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the one of the things that uh, I've come across, and I've said there's a couple of different um, um, points here that I, I've, I've jotted down. Um, one of them is impulse. Um, honestly, sometimes the reason we defend um, at the basic level is due to the assumption or feeling that we're being attacked in some way, whether that be physical, personal, mental, et cetera. Um, there is a threat, even though it doesn't have to necessarily mean bodily harm, but it puts us in immediate defense mode because it's a knee-jerk reaction to something that um, our mind has set up as, okay, this isn't <laughs> what I thought it was, or this is a little more quote-unquote dangerous than it probably is, but it's to protect ourselves, like you said, T.S. Um, but when we fail to allow ourselves to be open and fair to the conversation and other parties, um, it causes a breakdown in communication and a disconnect. Um, it's not easy to simply not have this impulse, as it's always usually just an immediate reaction, um, but taking time, as Cody said previously, to breathe and focus on what is being said rather than um, continuing to build that wall up or to search for that rebuttal in our brain can aid in keeping the conversation alive, at least for a little bit longer. Um, everyone has something that they are defensive about or defensive with. We all have that one thing or one person or one concept um, that we are vested in and have a connection with. Sometimes the connection is not a positive one, um, but there is a connection or attachment, if you prefer, um, that we sh that we have that makes us get defensive immediately. Um, if uh, someone were to say anything that seems negative to McCoy to someone he cares about, immediately he's like, hold on, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just who he is. Um, right. And it could be either constructive criticism, it could be something that is just being honest, but how it's said, the tone, um, who it's said to can immediately set him off. And, who it's said by. <laughs> right. That too. And about. <laughs> right. And, and so he'll get defensive, not necessarily for himself, but on the behalf of others, because that's just who he is as a person. Um, is there something bad with that? No, it's not. Um, but he is also, um, and because I, I you know, I, I, I dig this circle of friends that we have, um, he is also a rational person. So he's going to be like, now nah, you need to explain what you said because uh, otherwise I'm going to be, you know, that's just how he is. <laughs> but he does get to that point to be like, you need to explain this now uh, or it's going to be more trouble than you thought it was going to be. You know what's funny about, about that whole shit is I'm actually a really very nice guy. I just... I don't even, when people come at me, I'm even, like, less, like, I'm like, I don't really want to have a conversation, but if, like, somebody was like, fuck Cody, else. Right, if, like, mm -hmm. if somebody was like, fuck Cody, I'd be like, hold on, bro, chill the fuck, like, what you, what the fuck you on, talking about fuck Cody, what, what, what's your, Cody, this is, I'm not gonna say this he, on the show. He but, has a girlfriend. But, but, <laughs> this is why I want to jump people, that's all I'm gonna say, but this is exactly why, though, like, yeah, that's, that's funny. Thank you for, for always breaking me down, Russell, and. Uh, psychoanalyzing my my horrible behavior. He's always the guinea pig in this. <laughs> but it's not horrible. But McCoy does this. You have uh, a tight tendency, and it, and it just, it just is what it is. Um, you come to the age of others more than you do for yourself. It's it's something that um, it, I I'm I'm kind of like you in that in that regard because um, for the longest time I wasn't really like 
concerned about people trying to do whatever to me because um, I felt I was fairly capable of handling myself. Most of the things that people come to me with um, doesn't really bother me. But when it comes to other people, I'll step in and step up and be like, hold on. And, you know, knowing even they can handle themselves, it was still just um, an impulse thing. Like I said, it's just automatic. Like, this is, not what you, this is what you're not going to do, and you need to rephrase that because we're going to have problems otherwise. Right. That's just how it was. Um, and still am to this day. Hmm. And, was. And, we just saw it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was trying to do his music thing. Right. <laughs> Check my shit quick. Okay, all right. All right. I feel it, bro. I got it. I got it. I don't want no smoke. And I don't so, want no smoke. <laughs> that's okay. You know, being defensive is not necessarily a terrible thing. Right. Um, that's the, the misconception is that um, it's always a terrible thing. Um, when it's um, causing um, communication to be um, strained in relationships and things of that nature, then it needs to be be really looked at. If nobody can can tell you anything, even those who care about you and want to see you doing better, then that's that's a problem because then you're not letting yourself grow beyond um, what you think is danger, which could actually be something that promotes growth and maturity for you. Right. Okay. So um, there's, there's another one. Um, know the difference. Um, being honest is not the same as being defensive. Um, expressing how you feel due to an action or expectation allows for communication to thrive and the possibility of deepening that connection. Um, such things, and, and I have an example here of saying that, you know, I felt sad because you didn't call me like you said you would, and I was worried that something had happened. It shows the person that you're not taking offense to their action but your concern, uh, concern is about them and you give them a chance to understand your feelings and to make appropriate repair and corrections in the future. Um, it gives them a chance to see, oh, wow, I didn't I didn't realize that this is what it did for you. Um, and let me be better about it in the future. It's different from saying, um, I guess I'm not worth a phone call, which is defensive, passive aggressive, and also shows uh, a bit of insecurity on your end instead of trusting that the person meant well and forgot. Mm -hmm. What? Agreed. The ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes before casting a judgment is, yeah. I think that takes a lot of maturity and it takes time to do. It, that's, <laughs> that's, that's something I've been like pleading or asking Siri to do a lot more of, um, <laughs> putting herself in my shoes or other shoes, like in conversations. And I th said, like, I think it would help a lot, like, try to do that. Um, Last night, we had a long discussion, and there was one moment. I'll just say a little bit of it because it relates to this perfectly. Um, I was talking very, like, only like this and explaining, like, what I was feeling and why and what happened. And as I was talking, she kind of, like, turned her head and took a deep breath. And it was subtle enough, but I said, no, please don't wait. And then she started, like, arguing, like, I'm not doing anything. I just took a breath of love and just went out of control. I'm like... Okay, she explained like she didn't like that I was assuming that I was gonna, I thought she was gonna talk or that she was gonna make a facial expression. And I said, you're right, I was assuming that. Um, I'm wrong for that, but I, we both get defensive about people like when we talk, if the other person says like, oh, oh my God, oh, you know, it's like, but for you to get defensive, and she said like, I wanted to defend myself because I don't want to not stick up for myself. I'm like, I completely get that and agree and not ever telling you not to stick up for yourself, but listen to yourselves. You're trying to defend yourself from, from me. Like when I'm asking you just to stop and you didn't stop then, and you know, right. after a while it, was, it clicked and it was like, she's like, oh shit, you know, 
wow. Right. And 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 I think, um, and you know, I'm not trying to, to constantly on your relationship or anything like that, Cody, but I think if you are, um, if you put your feelings more out there to kind of uh, let her know how you're feeling, um, that it might help with the, the situation, um, saying that, you know, um, I know, you know, you're not doing this, 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 and this, but um, it makes me feel like such such such, such way when this happens. Um, how do you feel about, you know, just kind of opening up the, the, the avenues of the, uh, the conversation. Um, um, I had to do so with um, one of my uh, past girlfriends to where it was like, yo, I feel like this when this is this and this and this, and it makes me feel such and such and such, such. Is there something I'm doing that's causing you this, you know, oh, yeah, or definitely. is there something I, that, you know, you know what I mean? I, I definitely do that. I think we both do. I think I do it a lot more. Um, cause there's a lot of times I request, um, like, tell me what you're thinking or feeling. Cause I don't know. Cause I'm not in your head, you know, right. but I have a little notebook that I keep down, like things to like, when this happens, like do do this or say this, or don't do this or don't say this. Cause I, you know, it's not mm -hmm. restricting me living my life how I want to, but it's mm -hmm. making sure that I don't step on toes, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I keep a, well, I don't have a physical book like you do, but that's exactly how I think about situations in life, period. I did this. It resulted in this. I don't like this result. Let me try this next time. And I keep like a list of experiments and things in my head. So I know when certain situations come up with whatever people, I'm going to act like this next time because it usually yields this kind of result. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Um, I feel like a horrible. Yeah, you ain't shit. I can't be. I can't because I have no note. I have no notebook. I have no mental uh, 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 Rolodex or anything like that. That's why like I didn't that. graduate. Right. <laughs> this is exactly why. Um, but that's like, that's amazing. I like want to say kudos to you fellas for being able to kind of like, you know, peel, push, pull back and look at things very, uh, I guess it would be what? Scientifically? Damn near. I want to say object. Logically? Uh, right, right. <laughs> but 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 it's it's you're, you're using emotion also to kind of like guide you because as much as, you know, I, I preach logic and science, we all do. Um, mm -hmm. uh, as much as we do, you guys kind of helped me, especially uh, Russell, we, were, we had an episode a, a while back in which you said it's not always about the right answer or logical answer or whatever, but it can be mm -hmm. about what things, how things make other people's other people feel. And mm -hmm. the, the idea of having a notebook or really scientifically using like scientifically breaking down emotional reactions is like, it's brilliant. Like it's, it's, it's brilliant. And it's, it's not only brilliant, but it's, that takes hard work and, and, and like dedication to your relationship and, and, mm -hmm. um, your growth. And so kudos to all of you guys for actually, you know, you, I damn near want to get my science, my little emotional science notebook going, um, also pod name. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Listen, um, emotional I, I science think it, it is, uh, it, 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 it really varies from person to person. Um, you have to use what works best for you and, and how you work to make your relationship work. Um, the thing about it is, like you said, it is hard work. Um, relationships are hard work. Um, friendships are hard work. Making a connection with anyone is a difficult thing to maintain. So it takes effort. Um, and you, we talk, I talk about this all the time as far as like mutual consistency um, and mutual effort. Um, it has to be 
some effort on both sides for anything to come to fruition as far as relationships or connections. Um, so knowing that how TS thinks, he has, okay, this, these set of boxes, okay, this is incorrect, so let's go to this box. You know, that's just yep. how he thinks. Yep, yep, for sure. Cody, um, he's always kind of writing things down, um, um, keeping notes and things of that nature, so this works well to his strengths. Um, for me, it's it's kind of like the same thing. Uh, my my memory is not all that great, so <clears throat> I'll ask a lot of questions. That's what I do. I ask questions, 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 and I ask more questions, 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 and, you know, plenty of people have asked, like, dude, you ask a lot of questions. I'm like, that's because I like to keep it fresh, so um, I'll ask and ask and ask again. Um, it may not be the same question over and over again. It may be different questions that revolve around the same thing so that it gives me a complete sphere of this information so that I know exactly how to kind of move or not move. You want to fully it, comprehend, fully be able to comprehend where the other person's at and thinking and feeling and why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know, you know I can get annoying with that because, like Russell, I'll want to make sure that if you told me that, if you told me a rule, uh, squares have four corners, and each corner is 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I'll look at all the shapes. So would this be a square? No, because a square actually has four corners, 90 degrees, and all the sides have to be equal. Okay, right. so a rectangle isn't a square. Right. No. But this and this. Okay, so then when I can ask enough questions and I can apply that right. rule, it's like, okay, now I understand this rule. Thank you. So I do it just like you, Russell, just asking all types of questions yeah. just to understand yeah. that one thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's funny because, and I think in real life when you're talking about relationships and shit, people people grow. So those those objective rules change at times, and that's mm-hmm. that is what. Oh my god, I'm having like an epiphany. Well, that is like. What, well, go ahead. Going. <laughs> no, I was just okay. saying. Okay, I was just saying that, like. You, the the rules because we, we want consistency from your partner or your friends or your brothers or your sisters or the people in your life but the truth is just like we're growing and changing they're growing and changing too so what was once a square last week or last year might not be a square it, it might have turned into a rectangle you know what i'm saying like you want it to be mm-hmm. this is objectively you can't change the rec- at all. and i know that like i probably i'm gonna go apologize to my girlfriend after this i probably <laughs> I probably caused arguments because I'm like, you said this is the way it's supposed to work, but I'm not allowing her the opportunity to learn herself and grow herself. So when I'm like, we, you said this was a square, bro. You like, you like the squares. You like the squares. Believe in truth or, or and that consistency. So right. but, but, but that's that's where you're 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 um, holding on to the wrong definition of consistency. So consistency doesn't mean that something does not change. Consistent means that something continues to happen. So it doesn't necessarily mean that there will be no change. It means that there's going to be consistent or um, repetitive action. So um, repetitive effort in making sure that we're deepening and growing in our relationship. So you got you to gotta really pay attention to <laughs> when I say mutual consistency. I don't necessarily mean that someone has to um, stay the same because we right. know that Right. Life changes, other things changes, but the consistency is that we're consistent in making that effort to be together. Um, that's where the mutual mutual um, part comes in. So that when things do change, um, you you know you said this was a square. Um, 
but now it looks like a rectangle. You know, what made that change? Um, okay. And then, you know, it gives you those, those doors um, for communication for other things to deepen that connection because now it's like, oh my, this changed from a square to a rectangle. That's interesting. How did I do that? Um, what does this mean now? You know, and, right. and it gives you more things to connect on and build on for sure. um, going forward. For sure. Man. So, so <laughs> the last point I wanted to go over today for the defensive behavior, then um, next week I'd like to, to, to talk about how we take things personally, um, is acknowledge and move past. Um, one of the, the ways to kind of not necessarily get away from defense behavior, but to kind of lessen the likelihood of being defensive is acknowledging it. Um, you know, sayings can keep you mindful of those patterns and, and hopefully change them, but gradual change is still change. Um, remember, it took a lifetime for you to develop these defensive behaviors up to this point, so it's not an overnight thing to change. Um, it's the same with weight loss or for those who are trying to bulk up. Um, these things require hard work, and they usually require time spent. Um, so you have to learn to notice these things as well as work with people you care about to help you see these defensive patterns and work with you to overcome them. You got to be open to feedback, but you got to be able to express how you feel as well, because um, that allows you to be open to discover why you felt you needed to defend yourself at that moment. Um, learning those reasons can help you identify other areas where you may be feeling defensive and you didn't know it, or it may help you discover other signs of you leading into defensive behavior or being defensive. Um, most importantly, you got to be honest with yourself and work honestly to overcome them. Yeah, for sure. And that takes a great deal of uh, maturity and practice. Yeah, Realizing, all right, I get, I get into defensive mode because of this reason. <laughs> That's one level. That's just like the first layer. The next layer is the past traumas and insecurities. Why do I keep getting into this situation? Right. 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 Yep. And so this this is my last thought for the day. Um, um, for this pod, I should say, not for today, because I'm still going to be thinking later. <laughs> yeah. He's going to log off and become a vegetable. <laughs> right. Yep, I'm uh, <laughs> get retarded right after. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It is perfectly natural to feel defensive about certain things, certain tones, certain words. But how you respond after the initial feeling of having to defend yourself can tell you a lot about where you are and where you want to be. Uh, if we are honest with ourselves, we can overcome ourselves with a good support system and hard work. Remember, just because the diagnosis wasn't favorable today does not mean the prognosis is final nor infinite. Ooh, that boy's come on here spitting facts. This motherfucker Saturday. Goddamn, what? This feel like the uh, wind testimony out. <laughs> All right, T.S., what you got, man? Huh. Fucked up story uh, of the week. <laughs> so, fucked up story of the week was submitted by one of our fans. Really? It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, not that we, <laughs> we <don't laughs> aren't interacting. I'm a fan. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> right, exactly. It wasn't him. Thanks, Mommy. <laughs> First of all, if, if my... Peek who best in the aisle, though, what's going on with that? Sorry. Who? Who? My wife, actually. Oh, hey. Hey, oh, okay. Hey. Yeah. Making all the noise in the background. 
every now and then she's perusing through news articles and stuff, and she's like, ooh, that's fucked up. Hey, you like this? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, hey, hear my hand. I love it. That's awesome. Hey, babe, babe. So this one is about, um, this recently happened in a San Diego zoo enclosure. This guy jumped into oh, an yeah. elephant enclosure to take a picture with his two-year-old and an elephant. <laughs> oh, boy. But... One of the elephants got um, kind of pissed off and started charging towards him and his daughter. Breaking and entering. Right. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> the fucked up part is not only the fact that he broke into this elephant enclosure, but on and seeing that this elephant was charging at him, he dropped his daughter and jumped out of the enclosure <laughs> and left his daughter there. Had to go back and get her. Luckily, the elephant wasn't super angry or whatever, or else he definitely would have killed some there were, stuff. There were no char- charges pressed against said elephant. <laughs> there were no charges against said elephant. But there were definitely charges pressed against the dude. And yeah. he's and being held on a $100,000 $100,000 bail. $100,000? Yeah, $100,000. $100,000 bail for the child cruelty charges. Right, and I'm going to say you left your daughter loose. Damn, <laughs> Yeah. He was getting yeah, defensive. He's, he's not right. even <laughs> the elephant was extremely defensive. Oh, man. The elephant had insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> Took your person. Right, exactly. Um, and then, fun fact. I didn't really look up a fun fact. Cody, what you got for fun facts? Um, let's my penis see. is the size of a peanut. Have you seen it? Fuck no, you haven't seen it. It's the size of a peanut. That's and that's the fun fact. <laughs> snails, penis. S- snails can sleep for up to three years. Oh no, we had a banana one. Uh, bananas are a part of the nut family. So there's two fun facts for you. Damn, snails can sleep for three years. Up to fuck. <laughs> so All damn. Right, so cool. since bananas are a part of the nut family, so when I say my penis is the size of a peanut, have you seen it? I could really be talking about a banana because they're all nuts. Ah. Uh, Nut family, you are. Episode you 90. are the nut in your family. You I'm just kidding. I was gonna say, based on the point that I like, never mind. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even. They're not gonna do that today. It was episode 97. It was episode 97. Of not politically correct. It's the homie TS, aka C Nova. You know I got you. You can find me on Twitter at C Nova KPZ. What's going down, drug lord with the E? E A Gram. Um. It's your boy from McCoy, aka Mr. What I Do, aka Young Splash Aubrey. God. And you can find me on Twitter most of the time at Real McCoy KPZ. Cody. Hi, I'm Cody. CD recording everything. But a near there. Russell. Russell. Hi, the Bar Man. Teddy. Russ. Smooth Fingers. Kid Universal. School Words Q. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, School Words Q. <laughs> for dinner there. Russell Bus. Find me. Right. And as always, on that note, gang. <laughs>